Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. I want tonight to talk about don't get weary in the well-doing. Man, that, that kind of hit me um, a couple weeks back. What do you mean, don't get weary in the well? The well, what does that mean? Don't get weary in the well doing. You know, I'm pulling up some of my stuff. So sometimes we get weary in the well doing, and that's in Galatians. And weary, I'm going to look at this, is, um, is, a, is a funny word. And I'm, I, I'm going to talk to you about this, and, and I want you to get this because, um, I think sometimes we don't understand the the full feeling of it, and it's y'all know where it is. It's in Galatians. Um, you always got to keep doing what's right and good. I'm gonna explain this, but I want to pull my notes up. Galatians chapter six. A lot of you know what I'm talking about right here. Galatians chapter six and seven. I use the passion because I thought it read really, really clear, okay? And um, I want to talk about this, especially this week, you know, because I was thinking about Jesus too, like this was the week that his great triumphant entry to the cross. Can you imagine how weary he got with everything that was going on in his short span of life, but he still carried through and continued you can't even think about the pain on the cross and the weariness of the moment. So I want, I felt like, man, just don't get weary in doing what you know is right and good. So look what it says. Make no, no mistake about it. God will never be mocked. For what you plant will always be the very thing you harvest. The harvest you reap reveals the seed that was planted. Now seed could just be, you know, money or faith or Peace, you got to sow peace. You know, you, you reap everything you sow. If you plant corrupt seeds of self-life into this natural realm, you can expect to experience a harvest of corruption. But if you plant the good seeds of the spirit life, you will reap the beautiful fruits that grow from the everlasting life of the spirit. Now watch this. Don't allow yourselves to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds. For the season of reaping, the wonderful harvest you planted is coming. Now, I like that part. Don't get... Now, watch this. This is a big way for me to to explain this. Don't allow yourself to be weary. Now, stop right there. Or disheartened in planting good seeds. Now, I want to explain this. Okay, and I want you to see this. Being weary is more than just feeling weary. It's keep doing what you know is good. Now, let me get it, right? Don't allow yourself to be what? To be weary. Weary. Keep planting good seeds. I've stopped planting good seasons in certain seasons because I was weary. See what I'm saying? So just because you're weary, don't keep doing good. You know what I'm saying? Keep doing good. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're, you're not, you know, I said it goofy, but 
I'm weary. Just because I'm weary, don't stop doing what's good. I could be weary. It's like working out. You could be tired, but work out anyway. You could be here, but do it anyway. Just because you're weary, don't stop doing good. That's what happens. People take the brakes on there, and then they don't hit the gas. I'm weary. Hit the gas anyway. Now, let me explain something about this word weary, because it's weird. Okay? Now, to be weak, and here's a big word. To be, there's, there's definition. Okay? Vines, or strong, let's say Strong's Concordance, says to be weak or to fail in heart, to faint or be weary. But theirs says this, to be utterly spiritless, to be wearied out or to be exhausted. Now that's big. What do you mean to be spiritless? That means you don't have the spiritual strength to pull it off. That's, that's, a, that's a statement, man. To be utterly spiritless. Man, that means you're getting tired. So I got these things. So we need to keep on doing what is right and good even when we're tired. You know, we start off with zeal and excitement and we understand, you know, all the blessings and all that. We, ooh, we're all excited. Right? But then sometimes... Our enthusiasm slows down. Right? You kind of mellow out. You know? Remember when you first got Jesus, y'all on fire? You were witnessing everybody. You were ablaze. And now you got a little tired. And you got a little burnout with people. Uh, you know, you try to do some stuff. You don't see any results. You know, you're trying this. You're trying that. You got a connect group, ain't really busting out. You got, you know, you give in, but you don't see all this. You tried that prayer, didn't seem to work. And all of a sudden, you're trying to do good. And all of a sudden, you start getting weary in doing good because you don't see the results. And you may feel like quitting. Oh, yeah. You still got to do what's right. In, the, in Galatians 6, the Apostle Paul is writing to basically renew their stamina and eagerness to work in God's service. His effort is to restore their courage and their determination to continue in their efforts. Not just with Christianity, but with themselves. Right? To reach out to others with godly influence and bring others to salvation. Man. God knows what's going on, man. The opportunities are limitless with God. That's what you got to remember. That's what he said in verse 10. See verse 10? We read 9, but if you read 10 too, look, take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to others, especially to the brothers and sisters in the family of faith. Ain't that good? 
The faith family. I like that, man. I'm going I'm to use that. We're the family of faith. Woo! Come on, bro. Now, why is that important? Because here's the thing. Opportunities with God are limitless. There's unlimited opportunity with God. Does that make sense? God has wide open doors. So I, I got excited about this because I think this is big. Well, why do we get weary? Well, easy. You become spiritless. You're letting your spirit grow weak. That's that whole thing. A, a strong man's spirit can sustain him in bodily pain and trouble, but a weak spirit, who can bear? Man. Don't grow weary and well, do it. I think the big thing is, God's not mocked. Now that's a big one right there. You sowing, here's a big one, right? Write these down. Are you sowing to the flesh or are you sowing to the spirit? That's what he said in verse 8. He, look at verse 8. He who sows to the flesh. The harvest you reap reveals the seed that was planted. You got corrupt seeds of self-life, flesh, natural realm. You can expect you experience a harvest of corruption, but if you plant good seeds of the spirit, spirit life, you're going to reap the benefits of the fruit that grow from it. Right? Listen to this. He who sows through the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. What's that mean? Right? It means this. If you can keep sowing in the spirit of your spirit life, you will produce the right kind of harvest and fruit. But if you look, right, to your flesh, you will produce what? Corruption. If you look on to the things of the spirit, you will get life. But if you look upon the things of the flesh, you will find death. So the thing is this, what are you looking at? What do you mean? Are you looking at the spirit benefits of life? Or are you looking at the flesh results of life? Because you're going to sow in this season and reap God's blessing, right? Every farmer knows this. What you sow in one season is what you're going to reap in the next season. Because you don't, you, you see, like, watch. You got to understand seasonal climates. Because you plant things in the spring, but you harvest them in the fall. You get this? Certain things you, I don't know nothing about farming. But I know this. You plant certain things in this season, and you reap it later. So the way you respond to situations right now is going to affect your future. Okay? I don't even care if you feel like doing it in this season. Man, this is a miraculous revelation. Okay? 
And I'm going to tell you right here now, man, when I say this, this is going to jack people up. The miserable seasons of my life are coming. Okay? Nobody likes them. I don't, I'm, man, let me tell you something right here now. Everybody watching me, you know this is true. Not every, every season of your life is great. There are some miserable seasons you got to go through. God doesn't bring them, but you sure got to walk through them. I've learned to embrace those things because I could sow my best seeds in those seasons that I cannot sow in any other season to change my future. That's, that's even hard to say, but that's the truth. And I'd rather tell you the truth. The way you respond to people, the way you respond to situations right now affect your future. If I respond correctly in a season of life and do the right thing, even when I don't feel like it, it's going to pay great, tremendous dividends in my future. No matter what season of life you're in, you have to ask yourself these questions. Am I walking in the spirit or have I started walking in the flesh? And man, I, I got these questions. Seasons, man. Some seasons you're just weary, man. You have to learn to live beyond the weariness. What can I learn in this season? Whew. Man, I don't even want to ask myself that question sometimes. What can I sow in this season to change my future? Because it's coming. He said, you're going to reap if you don't faint. That's verse 9. He said, look, man, just don't faint. Don't allow yourself to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds. For the season of reaping this wonderful harvest you've planted is coming. Ain't that good? <clears throat> he said, man, he didn't say it's going to, man, this, it's a no-fail clause with God. Don't be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Man. I was looking for this thing here. This thing, this thing will get you. Don't be weary in the well-doing. My God. Don't that just get you? I like, I like this. I found this, um, I found this quote about this thing. I'm looking for it. I will find it. Oh, yeah, here we go. Right? Somebody, most of us, I should say it like this, have gone through seasons of it being heavier than other seasons of life. Just when you think things 
are not working out the way they should, God will come roaring back with victory for you, sometimes in those heaviest moments of life. Okay? But the problem is, we're in the midst of them. They're hard to navigate because we can't see in the weariness what the outcome is going to be. But when you can get to the other side and the outcome and look back, you realize God was faithful. But in the midst of it, you were miserable. Okay? So here's some laws you got to get figured out. Number one, the harvest is limited to your planting. You can only harvest what you plant. If you haven't sown it, God can't multiply it. You know what I mean? The harvest is limited to your planting. What have you sown? And I've been telling you guys this. Today is just a harvest from yesterday. That's all it is. If you don't like today, you need to do something today to change your tomorrow. Create the harvest you want to see in your future. Okay? God can multiply what you plant. If you don't plant it, God can't multiply it. So a lot of you have not been spiritually maintaining and that's why you get weary. You know, a lot of talk about revival, okay? And listen to me. I want to clarify this. I am down with every move of God. Some preachers come at the angle like, well, you know, this is not revival. This that, that. I don't want to get in that nonsense, okay? I think people should keep their opinions to themselves unless somebody asks you a question about it. I think it's great. Praise God, America is getting awakening. But let me explain something about revival. Okay, if you need to be revived, you better fix yourself, man, because the church needs to awaken again. Like, stay on fire. If we're going to revive you, what have you been doing? Now, if, if it gets outside the four doors of the church, I understand it's creating atmosphere for people, but the church should be so red hot, we don't need to wake up and arrive. Come on, we should be there. We have gotten weak in spiritual things and become spiritless because we too fleshly conscience. So when he says you're weary or you're spiritless, the only reason why you're getting weary is you're not filling up your spirit. So some of these seasons you go through weary, you're weary because you haven't built yourself up. Build yourself up and we won't be weary. Now, Remember this one. The harvesting comes after the planting, not before. Now, this, be not, remember he said, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man sows, that shall he reap. That word deceived in the Greek, right, literally means led astray. It's where we get the, um, it's, uh, it's an ancient Greek word used, used, basically this word as got a guide. Paul says, 
we can look at this like a guide, but God's guidance system isn't going to take you away from the place of victory. Don't be deceived. God is not marked. Don't be led astray. God is not. So he's saying, if you got this kind of leading astray, you ain't looking right. This, this thing, this thing, this thing will hit you if you get what I'm saying. God is, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Right? To cause to roam, go astray, deceive, error, seduce, wander out of the way. To cause one to stray, to go astray, to wander, to lead away from truth. He's saying, look, this is the truth. Don't be led away from it. I don't care what you think. Don't get weary. You know, I was thinking about this story in the Bible. If you go with me to Exodus 17, Exodus 17, verse 9, and the Amplified Classic, this story just came into my mind about getting weary. You know? And some of you are getting weary in some stuff, and I think you need to get around some people. Exodus 17, 9, Amplified Classic. And Moses said to Joshua, choose us men to go out and fight Amalek. Now, you know, when you're in a battle, you got to go fight, you can get tired. Tomorrow, I will stand on top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses said. And he fought with the Amalekites. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the hilltop. And when Moses held up his hands, Israel prevailed. And when he lowered his hands, Amalek prevailed. Moses' hands were heavy and grew weary. So the other men took a stone, put it under him, and sat on it. Then Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one side and one on the other side. So his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua mowed down and disabled the Amalek and his people with the sword. And the Lord said to Moses, write this for a memorial in the book. Rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. I will utterly blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under the heavens. And Moses put in 1715 of Exodus, Moses built an altar and called the name of it, the Lord is my banner. And he said, because there is a hand against the throne of the Lord, the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Man, ain't that good? He started getting tired, has hands in the air, Moses standing with the rod of God and just started fatiguing. When his hands were in the air, he, he started winning. But when his hands came down, he started losing. So what happened? Aaron and her got on one side, got on the other side, and held his hands in the air. So victory was theirs. Some of you are getting weary because you're alone. You got to get around some God-faith-filled people. And this is, this is what I'm trying to tell you, man. Now, I'm going to talk about this the rest of the way out. You need people. I didn't say everybody, but you need people. You need people to come into your life, 
okay? And you need people who have the same spiritual mindset that you have. They have the same spiritual destination. Boy, that's good. That's good. Someone needs to write that down. I'm looking for people with the same spiritual destination. That's really good. You know what I mean? We'll do, you know what we'll do? We'll shoot a video about that. Grant will write that down. We'll write that down, Grant. So we're going to shoot a video about how do I stay with the people who are on the, looking for the same spiritual destination? Because all spiritual people ain't spiritual. I mean, you go to church with some of these people, they could care less about getting to the destination you want to get to. They're too busy, want to goof around the rest of their life, and you're trying to go somewhere, you know what I mean, and do things great with your life, and you understand, like, hey, man, you know, who am I going to hang out with? So you are trying to get with people that are receiving the same things you're hearing from God and getting to the same spiritual destination. So you're going to need some people to do life with. That's why it's so important to come to church and invite people to church because people are looking for somebody to come and help them get there. So don't get weary in the well-doing. Stay spiritually filled up and stay spiritually led and do not sow to your flesh, but sow to the spirit and reap everlasting life. Now I'm going to leave you with this. Everybody gets weary. And I love what I said when I started. You can get weary, but don't stop planting good seeds. You can get weary, but don't stop planting good seeds. You could be tired, but don't stop planting good seeds. You could be work, you could be, man, worked. Oh man, you just there. But don't stop planting good seeds. Whatever you're doing, still keep planting those good seeds. Because here's the tree, here's the here's the, the the catalyst of this thing, man. You will reap if you don't faint. And I looked at this word, and I'm glad the Holy Ghost caught me. If we faint not. You ever ask yourself what that faint not means? Because I did. Listen to faint not. Faint. Listen to faint not. You ain't even gonna believe this, man. To relax. Oh, man. I just gotta relax a little bit. Not on your spirit life. To loose, unloose, set free. Right? So you ever like tie something up and you unloose it? You know, I got that dog and it, man, I'm telling you what. Every time I put that, that thing on his neck, it's got like a, a, a it's like a, a, it's a, it's not like a, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like the collar, it, it goes, when he goes, it, it gets tight. So he knows to back up off of it. Loose and unloose. Loose and unloose, right? So to loose, to unloose, dissolve, weaken, relax, exhaust, exhaust. To have one's strength relaxed. To be what? In a state of exhaustion, to grow weak, grow weary, be tired out, to despond, to become faint-hearted. Did you get that? Don't get what? Relaxed. Don't you spiritually relax to the point where you can start growing weary. Stay spiritually connected because Proverbs says a strong man's spirit can sustain him in bodily pain and trouble, but a weak spirit... Who can bear? Hallelujah. 
I promise you, man, don't go really and well doing. You will reap if you do not faint. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you that this is the greatest beginning to Holy Week we've ever seen in the church. We are going to see more people in church this Easter than we ever had in the existence of relevant church. I'm promising you that. I know that you are drawing all men to you. But Father, I thank you that these guys don't grow weary. They don't faint. They don't stop before their harvest. They succeed living beyond the weariness, building a strong spirit, walking in supernatural success, and having victory in every area of their life. Thank you for blessing them and keeping them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Praise the Lord. Do not forget. Thank you for sharing tonight's message. Hallelujah. But write this down. Do not forget. This Friday night, Good Friday, live service here, 7 p.m., Relevant Church. We are having a Good Friday service, and we are going to be talking to you about what took place, why it's a Good Friday, what Jesus did for us. Friday night, everybody say Friday night, 7 p.m. And do not forget, Sunday morning's coming. Easter Sunday morning. Come on, I call it the Super Bowl of Christianity. It is the biggest event on the face of the earth. Why? Because we are celebrating the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Easter Sunday service here, only here, Relevant Church, Bevel Road, Daytona Beach. Nine, is it the only place in the world to go to church? Yes, I think so. Nine and 10, I'm kidding. Nine and 1030, be in the building as we get ready to lift up his name. Exalt the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Now you were given an instruction. Take those five cards and find somebody. Pick them up. Bring them, call them, call them right now, text them. You coming to church, I'll pick you up. Let's make this the greatest evangelistic outreach we've ever seen. Let this Easter be the time we lift him up. He'll draw them into him, and he will make sure that none perish, but all have everlasting life. It's going to be a great Easter at Relevant. I love you, and I'll see you this weekend, Friday and Sunday. Don't forget, Good Friday, 7 p.m., Friday night, and 9 and 10.30, Easter Sunday morning here at Relevant Church. I love you, God bless you, and we'll see you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.